Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 22 of Chasing the Sweet Things in Life, the Sweet Paul podcast. I'm Paul. This is James. And it's a very special episode. It's Why? A, well, you, you turn know, 22. I'm turning, yeah, it's a national holiday. It's my birthday today. Yay! Uh, yay! Yeah, no, I'm actually 26. Okay. Yeah, you know, I don't like people. Times two. <laughs> now, how old are you actually? 54? No, I think I'm 53. What year were you born? 66. 66 to 16. Oh my God, I'm 20. I'm 54. 54. <gasps> I thought I was 53. 54 years oh, old, daddy. God. It's going the wrong way. That's all I can say. <laughs> my God. 54 is young. Ish. Ish. Yeah, it's youngish. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's so strange to, to be 54 because now I kind of understand what my grandmother. You know, what old people were talking about? Yeah. You know, how you grow older. And fall apart. <laughs> how your body more or less falls apart. Yeah. No, but, and also, like, how you start thinking more about, like, the good old days. And you talk yeah, yeah, about, yeah. like, the old days. For sure. And, which back then, when I was a kid, I thought I was so corny. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're talking about, like, <sighs> this shit again. Um Yeah. But now I'm I'm turning into my I can swear I'm turning into my grandmother. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, are birthdays important to you? They used to be. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. It's just a day. Yeah. I mean, the last big birthday I celebrated was my fiftieth. Yes. Which was fabulous. Yeah, he the, did a party at in the rooftop of Nomad Hotel in New York City. Yeah, that was really... The food was so good. We had, like, food and drinks and cocktail. And, you know, our good friend, Matthew Robbins, he did all the flowers and it was a beautiful cake. And it was really... Yeah. It was very sweet. Yeah. It's too short, though. It was only, like, two hours, right? I know, but that was all I could afford. <laughs> yeah, it was expensive. It was and really it was expensive. only for two hours. But, you know, you only turn 50 once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, in a few years, I'll turn 50, so hopefully we won't be quarantined at that time. Lordy. Yeah, I mean, having a birthday while quarantined is kind of crazy. Yeah. I have to say, yeah, because it's not like it's a big day, but, you know, you want to, you know, I would expect you to take me out to a fabulous dinner. Of course. You know, and now it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Friends of ours here in yeah, Palm that, Springs that, did something yes, very sweet. Yes, you should tell her about that because that was a total surprise. Well, our friends, our best Judies here, Randy and John, one of our favorite places to have brunch is called Farm here in Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. And they sent us a picture that they had ordered pickup from Farm the other day of their famous chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. And Paul was so uh, jealous. And not just that. And also, they Bloody have Marys. the best Bloody Marys ever. You know, the Bloody Marys that come with bacon and mm -hmm. celery. And, and like everything. Those little 
like hot Italian. It's a it's a, a, whole it's a buffet. Meal. It's yeah. a meal. Anyway, so Paul was really jealous. So Randy, I told them that it was Paul's birthday today, and so Randy messaged me directly and said, "We want to get Paul brunch from farm." tomorrow for his birthday but don't tell him and we'll come and drop it off so i told paul yesterday morning or sunday morning i said let's just have eggs because i you know i want to do a little like i don't know what i said i tried to play it off he's like okay so he's like i'm gonna go do ceramics so then randy came with the food and pulled around and paul was in the garage making ceramics yeah i was very i was very surprised and it was i've been cooking now for five weeks straight yeah and it's not that i don't mind but you know you get a little bit tired of your own food yes so getting like this amazing so it's this beautifully made waffles and then it's like a gravy that has chicken and pieces of sausage and some potatoes in it. And you pour that over, and then there's like this amazing crispy bacon. Perfectly cooked crispy bacon. Yeah, with a side of greens. Uh, it was. So it was delicious. It was so, so good. It was so and good and so rich. It literally kind of like put me into a coma. I. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go into a diabetic coma. But um, well, I had two Bloody Marys, so after a little bit, I was like, yeah, I think we all need to go and take a nap. Yeah, it was really, it was a nice treat. So yeah, so we all ended up in the bed, both me and James and the doggies, and we slept for two hours. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I'm glad you know they helped make your birthday this year special yes it was really amazing so and so we're trying to decide what to do tonight we might get some italian takeout just yeah you know we're not gonna we're just trying not to spend a whole bunch of money on takeout food right yeah now, because that is so I it mean, adds up really quick so expensive yeah so we can't do that so yeah well maybe i'm actually dying for lasagna I don't have anything here to make lasagna of. Yeah. I'm dying for this, like a good lasagna. There's an Italian restaurant around the corner from our house that, again, we heard from John and Randy that it was really good. We're like, oh my gosh. Mm. A, we didn't know it was still open right now. And B, that it was delicious. So we've been wanting to like run over there and grab some Italian food. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. we, we'll we might do that tonight. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh, do you know who else has birthday today? Oh, yeah, the queen. Queen Elizabeth. Yes. So I have to repeat, I told this story before, but when I was, I don't know, I had just learned how to write. And a friend of the family helped me like translate it into English. I wrote the Queen of England just to inform her, not to congratulate her, but to inform her that we had birthday on the same day. <laughs> yeah. And a couple of months later, we did get a reply, a letter from Buckingham Palace. I can still remember my mom brought it in and she was like, oh my God, you have a letter from Buckingham Palace. And it was from one of the ladies in waiting that said that. The queen appreciated my well wishes for her birthday. And I was like, I didn't well wish her. I was just informing her that, you know. You had the same birthday. Yeah, that we shared the same birthday. Oh, great. <laughs> 
I just want to touch it now. <laughs> you I know. love it. I love it. <sighs> so do you have any other birthday memories as a child? Yeah, I have a couple. So one of my mottos is always perfection is boring. Mm-hmm. And that whole thing started with actually a birthday party. Really? Oh, you told the story too about the cake. Yeah. That my... I must have been maybe like six or seven. And my grandmother made... Well, actually this year... So every year for my birthday, or anyone's birthday, or any like big celebrities in our family, we had a cake called a Lugano cake. And Lugano is a small town in Switzerland. And there was one bakery in Oslo that made this cake. And it was, if I remember correctly, it was like a vanilla sponge. And then it had like a sort of banana cream. It had like a chocolate kind of Nutella-ish cream. Mm. And then I think there was like some thin layers of raspberry or strawberry Mm. jam. And then the whole thing was covered in green marzipan. Wow. And we had that cake for many, many years. So was it supposed, was it a white sponge cake? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I tried to look online. I tried several times to find a recipe or anything for that cake. Uh-huh. And it doesn't exist anywhere. Wow. So if any listeners know how to make a Lugano cake, please let me know. But what was different this time was that my grandmother had baked a chocolate cake and it, you know, she put it on the cake stand and finished it and it was really wonky. And I said to her, like, Grandma, your cake is, it doesn't look like the magazines. Yeah. And she took a puff of her cigarette and she was like, oh, Paul, perfection is so boring. And that's where that whole thing came <sighs> from. Fabulous. Yeah. I love it. And of course, she's right. Perfection is boring. The main thing is, Here's the thing. I'd rather have a wonky chocolate cake that tastes amazing than a perfect one that doesn't taste anything. Exactly. How many times have we gone to like a restaurant or a grocery store? And something looks good but doesn't taste good? Yeah, and you know, it looks so good. Mm -hmm. And you take it home and you take a bite and you're like, oh. Doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So um, another story is, oh, so I don't know how about New York, but when I was a kid, it was a popular thing to have like, you had a little gathering at home and then you took all the kids to a movie. Huh. When I grew up, that was like a thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we would. Yeah. That's sort of something that I would do as a grown person. We actually, a bunch of, when I owned a hair salon in Brooklyn, we all the stylists came upstate with us and we all went to Red Lobster and then to go see the Devil Wears Prada. So that was something we did with friends. But as a little kid, it kind of makes sense that you would do. Yeah, I remember especially one year because one of my favorite movies as a kid was Robin Hood, the Walt Disney Robin Hood Mm -hmm. animated. I absolutely loved that. And I I think I was maybe like in second grade or maybe third that I invited people from my class and we had like cake and hot dogs at home and then we went to see a movie. Yeah. I hadn't told them which movie we were going to see. Oh, really? And we saw Robin Hood 
and afterwards I got teased because it was kind of like considered like a lame, <laughs> lame movie. No. Yes. Had it already been out or? Yes. It had already been. So I think this was maybe like a third or fourth screening. I don't know. Yeah. But. Oh. Yeah. They kind of teased me that, you know, that I let them go and see like a lame movie. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's fine. I got over it. Yeah. Should we take a break and then come back with more stories? Okay. Okay. Another thing is that I would, of course, I had very high expectations for the gifts. So oh my I would, gosh. of course, make long lists as I did for Christmas. Very oh. long lists oh that gosh. I would distribute in the family in you know a good amount of time before so that i knew that they had they could save their money you know to shop yeah my god (laughs) and you know when i was really young it was of course like toys and stuff like that and once i started school it was more like clothing yeah that I wanted like a certain pair of pants or a certain, yeah. you know, brand of shirts and you yeah. know, jacket. Like, yeah, yeah. So that was very, yeah. I remember I, you know, we didn't have a copy or anything. So I made like duplicates. Yes, I made duplicates. <laughs> I actually did. I had like, you know, what was that called? You remember we had these sheets that you put between? Yeah, yeah. It's like transfer paper. Yeah. Yeah. That had that purpley mm-hmm. ink. Yes. Yeah. So I would make that, and then I would give one to my grandmother, one to my great aunt, one to my mom, one to my dad, and one to my... Well, my sister wasn't, you know, she couldn't really... Did you ever ask for something so extravagant that you either did or didn't get it? No, it wasn't, like, super extravagant. It was more like... You never asked for, like, a Rolex or something? Oh, no, 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 no. No, it was more like a Lacoste shirt or... okay. You know, something like that. Yeah. No, I never asked for Rolex. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is in Europe, I know for sure in Italy, like, you know, when you turn 16 or 18 or whatever, like, they don't buy you a car. No. You oftentimes get a Rolex. Like, you get a nice watch. Yes, like, that's yes. the extravagant yeah, gift yeah. in Europe. Yeah. I also got... So, I didn't get... What's it called? Confirmation? Yeah. Do you call it that? Yeah. yeah. So, I didn't want to do that. So I'm not confirmed or whatever, whatever you call confirmed. it. Confirmed. Conf- I'm not confirmed. You're not confirmed. You're canceled. I'm canceled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, that was a big thing with all my classmates. And it was this whole, like, you know, who got the biggest gifts and the most money and all that stuff. Yeah. And I didn't want to do it because I knew that this wasn't, wasn't because they believed in anything. It was just, you know, they just wanted gifts and money. Yeah. And I was smart enough not to, I didn't want to go through that whole thing just to get like yeah. a couple of hundred dollars. Yeah. But I did complain to my parents that, oh yeah, everyone else is getting like, and I got, I think my mom bought me like two or three like Lacoste polo shirts. Yeah. Because that was like the big thing back then. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I had a Lacoste in more or less every color. I love it. I wish I could see pictures. Including my, I had socks. There were white socks with two green stripes and a crocodile. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. I was very... uh, Yeah. Oh, well. How about you? Do you have any amazing birthday 
The funny thing is, is I think the only birthday party I had was like when I was five years old. And there was pictures of my little classmates at my house. When did you start school? At five? Yeah. I think it was like kindergarten kindergarten. or first grade. Uh Just because five is sort of like a, or maybe I was older. Because we start at seven. No, you start at five years old. Kindergarten is five years old here. But birthday parties were never a thing thing for me. I don't, once in a while when I was older, we would like go to dinner and my parents would kind of try to invite friends to come. But I was always sort of like a loner. I didn't really have Mm. friends my entire life. Only a couple of friends. So the idea of having a party, just like now, like if we ever had a wedding ceremony, it's like... Mm. I would invite like five people. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I just don't yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. I never understood the whole like, yes, we the popularity are inviting, thing. inviting like 150 of our closest friends. Like, I'm like, what? who can have 150 close no, friends? Yeah, that's no, not possible. It, no, that's a ton of BS. Yeah. So birthdays were never that important to me. I mean, I had friends that if you didn't remember their birthday, it was like you were like mm-hmm. put on the, the list. Oh, you know, like, you know, and if you didn't, it was like a competition about how many gifts and like, you know, it's just like, yeah. So I never no, it's never been that important to me. And so, I mean, I always say every new decade, like 30, 40, it's like, oh, I want to do something special. But then, of course, there's always some sort of like recession or pandemic. You know, it's always something gets in the way. (laughs) So it's like hopefully in a few years Mm -hmm. when I turn 50. Yeah, this will no, be like, in a good place so yeah. we could like oh go somewhere and mm-hmm. like you know whatever. I know. I know. So I've never taken it that seriously. I've actually when you said the whole like forgetting birthdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was I guess I was in my early no late 20s and it was my birthday. I was living by myself and I was like oh why didn't my family call me? No yeah. one from my family called me or said anything. Yeah. Late at night, my mom calls and I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, she's going to, yeah. you know, wish me happy birthday. Yeah. And she calls and she's just like chatting and everything. And I'm like, holy Cripoli. She has forgotten my birthday. Oh my they have gosh. all forgotten oh my, my birthday. Oh, my gosh. So... After we've been talking for a little bit, I'm like, so um, is there something special happening today? And she was like, no, what are you talking? Like, no. And all of a sudden, she like gets completely quiet. And then I can hear her whispering to my dad and my sister, oh, my God, we forgot Paul's birthday. Oh, my gosh. And I just said, yeah. It's my birthday. I can totally feel the love. And then I hung up. Oh, my. I love it. And she called and called and called. And answer. I didn't answer. Oh, my God. I love it. I was like, no. She can fry in her own fat. I am. No. That is amazing. I actually got so tired of her calling. So I just unplugged, unplugged the, the phone. phone. Yeah. <gasps> that is amazing. I, I didn't plug it in until the next. And the next that day. was... You cannot believe how much I milked that yeah. situation. By the way, this was like five years ago. Just <laughs> kidding. No, how old were you? <laughs> I must have been like 26 or 20. No, yeah, 27 or 28. Yeah. I mean, of course, I mean, 
you forget things, but you know, you're not supposed to forget your kid's birthday. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so whenever there was anything, I was always like, oh yes, do you remember that time you guys forgot my birthday? And I would always put on like my sad eyes. Yeah. And, yeah. So when did you finally speak to your mother after that? <sighs> the next day. And what did she say? No, she was just like, I'm sorry, but honestly, I could have picked up the phone. Yeah, 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 exactly. So did they make it up to you? Did she buy you something? I think they took me. No, they took me out for a nice dinner. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. I love it. So dramatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very typical of me back then to be like. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the best gifts you've ever gotten? Ooh. Well, I have to say the chicken and waffle thing is definitely up yes, there. Yes, very. It was very thoughtful and very surprising, and very essential. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Asse- yeah. essential services coming through. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bought me nice things this year. You actually bought because we, you know, we moved just before this whole shit went down, and you got me a KitchenAid. Yeah. And a blender. A mixer and a blender. Yeah. Yeah, We left everything behind, sold off everything in New York. So that was a good sort of intuition I had. I was like, Mm. why don't I buy you your Christmas or your birthday gift early? Because, you know, so he could be productive. And thank God we bought it. I know. I know. We've been using it. Because it would have seemed extravagant now. Yes, but I bought yeah, it before. Yeah, no, so. yeah, no, no, I wouldn't have. You would have been that. with a whisk trying to make cakes. Like <laughs> that's fine. I've done that. Be- I mean, I've done that before. It's totally fine. But yeah, that's a great, uh, a good gift. Oh, I think I was. Yeah, I actually remember this. So when I was a kid, there was one brand of like puff. So you know, in Norway in winter, it's cold, and it was an extremely cold. Winter, and I have really wanted one of these. It was a puffy jacket, and the brand was called Fusalp. It was an Italian brand. I don't know if they're still around, but it was like the thing to wear in Norway back then, in like the early 80s. Yeah. And there was only one shop selling them, and they were expensive, like a few hundred dollars. And I really wanted one, and I wanted one for Christmas, and I didn't get it. And, oh, my God, I talked about that jacket. I talked about that jacket. And I tried to save up money, but, you know, it was always something pressing. Like yeah. candy or, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I wanted the, it was a dark blue one. I remember there was two different ones. It was a dark blue one with a red lining. And then there was a light blue one with a red lining. And I wanted the dark blue one with a red lining. Of course. And I've been several times to try on that freaking jacket. And I'm sure the people in the store were just like, oh, my God. Here he is again trying on the freaking jacket. Yeah. And my parents got it for me for my... For your birthday? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, the only thing that was sad about it was that, you know, it was April and it was kind of more or less spring. (laughs) And I have to admit, I wore that jacket out in May because I was like... Yeah. Yeah, I was sweating like a pig, but, you know. Yeah. Totally. I wanted yeah, I had I, I had certain, to see that oh my god, of my course. jacket. Yeah, I mean I had certain looks when I was a kid that like growing up in LA, it's like wearing a you know army green cotton cardigan to Disneyland in the summer because it was my look <laughs> was not weather appropriate. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> so it was like I was warm a lot because I had a full-blown look. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you have to get warm for fashion. Of course. <laughs> this is how it is. Yeah. So anything else birthday? Birthday, birthday, birthday? Since this is the birthday episode? I know. No. All I want to say this is that, you know, it's going to be... It's another day in paradise, and I'm just happy that I'm here with you and the dogs, and we have space, and, you know, we have food in the fridge. Yeah. And it couldn't be a better birthday than that. Yeah. I mean, considering what we're up against. Of course. Yes. You know, it's, yeah, everything is so uncertain, and so we just have to take what's positive and... Absolutely. There's a lot to be grateful for. Yes, there is. And there's a lot of people that don't have what we have. So we have to be thankful for that. Absolutely. Okay. We're going to take a little break. We're going to find our questions and then we'll be right back. And we are back with a section of the podcast called What's up, sweet Paul? What's up, sweet Paul? Okay. Beatrice from Denver. Hey, boys. I love the podcast. And when I heard last time that you are Drag Race fans, I love you even more. My question, we have all been on lockdown for weeks now. How do you guys deal? How do you keep a somewhat normal everyday life in all this? Please be safe because we need people like you. Oh, that's so oh, sweet. that's nice. Okay, how do we <laughs> how do we how, do, how we do we deal? I mean, we don't really talk or focus on the fact that we're I mean, sometimes we're like this is so boring. Like when we're going to sleep we're like this is so boring. I know. Or like we'll be like, "Oh, this is like so surreal, but it's like I cannot believe we're in our 6th week now." Yeah. Like I guess what it is is we just try to like be present and enjoy it and not really th- think about it too much i mean do you think a lot about it i did for a while and then what's helped me a lot is that i i watch like the news for maybe 10 minutes in the morning and then i just turn it off because i can't if we had the news on all day that would be it's just too much because it's all like i feel like every day there's something new and something crazy and so i can't focus too much about that you know i have to focus on what's happening here that you know we're cooking three times a day. I'm dealing with a magazine. I'm doing some ceramics in the garage. We're dealing with the dogs. We just, I mean, we just have to take it as it comes. There's nothing yeah. we can like. It's just like, you know, it's sort of like a lazy six weeks instead of just a lazy day. I mean, yeah. And I too, you know, I do the work I can. We're really trying to focus on how to support makers and keep our audience engaged And that's been really, really great, really great. And so we're also thinking about some other initiatives and opportunities. So you should talk about what you're doing on social media. Oh, so what we did really early on, actually, is come up with a solution to collaborate with, you know, our makers and merchants to produce content that we could then push through on Instagram. Some people are doing other sort of strategies but we came up with one that's had a lot of engagement a lot of great response and it lives permanently on our social feeds so that's been really fun to see people yeah you know gain followers and get sales and 
just feel supported. And the amazing thing about that is it's really this time is in these sort of like pivots have really opened our eyes in ways that is even when we are back to doing live events, it's like we're going to continue those yeah. marketing yeah. initiatives yeah. because it's important. It has also given us other ideas and other ways of reinforcing this movement that isn't just like, you know, status quo. Like, yeah. you know, so it's been really an exciting learning curve in six weeks. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's important now to, you know, if you have any extra money to spend it on like small Things makers. that matter. Yeah, things that matter and spend it on small makers. Because as I said before, you know, a $50 sale can mean that that person, you know, can go and buy groceries for $50. Exactly. There's not that many places now for, to sell stuff. I mean, it's more or less only online. So if you can support, that is like super important. For sure. So that's how we've been using our time. And, you know, it's also like, you know, it's oftentimes, you know, just feeling defeated. Sometimes you can't help it. But if you just take one step forward and then another step forward and then another step forward each day, like the more that you're able to do and accomplish, the better you feel. That's like, true. Whether it's cleaning, whether it's answering emails, whether it's like not completely giving into a lazy sort of pit, you know, it's kind of like inaction feeds depression in a way. So yeah, just yeah, take action every day, do something, clean something, like write down ideas, like go for a get like take a shower exactly <laughs> like put on comb clothes. your hair put on comb clothes. your hair go for a walk around the block like yeah. all those little things like build you back up so um, because it gives you a little bit of a normal you know something normal a normalcy like you know taking a shower and actually putting on pants instead of the sweatpants yeah make shorts. yourself up and take some cute selfies like yeah do craft project there's so much content out there right now of things to do during this time mm -hmm. so have at it okay thanks beatrice that was a long answer to a simple question well, um, you know it is a little complicated because it is i mean what a, it's you know, if you're stuck at home and maybe you have like your grandmother is there and then you have three kids and your husband and yeah. you have like a two bedroom. I mean, it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Okay. Xander from Rochester, New York. I'm thinking of starting a podcast and I have a question. Do you edit yourself or do you have someone else do it? Your pod is an inspiration to me. So keep them coming. Oh, oh, I love that so thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, my idea first was that I wanted to edit them myself, the episodes. And I looked into it and I even had like a friend, I did like a video thing with a friend. He showed me exactly how to do it. And after that video, I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> because it's just too yeah. like technical. Yeah. My brain doesn't really go there. Yeah. And it's not even just editing, like as in maybe cutting off. There's a lot to it because yes, there's A, there's maybe, I mean, our podcasts are actually pretty verbatim, like, but we found a good editor who cuts out maybe like a cough or like a pause that we needed to do to deal with a dog or, yeah. or maybe a loud the noise. Door rings the, yeah. So like. he cuts out some of the, just like the annoying things that happen, uh -huh. but he's not rearranging 
the dialogue really. Oh no, 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 no But no. it's still a lot to go through. So yeah, and then you have the you know added music and all that. It's here's the thing: if you are somewhat technical inclined, oh yeah, you can totally do it yourself. Yes, it it's actually not that hard. It's just that my brain. Country yeah, we're not, we're not that interested in... No. Yeah, so... I, I just can't deal with this. So now's the time to probably find a good editor who needs some work. It doesn't have to cost that much. No, there's plenty of companies. I'll email you and tell you which one we use. But there's tons of companies that can do this for you. And it's super easy. You just tape your podcast into a SIM card. And then you download that to Dropbox. And they will take it from your Dropbox... They will edit it and put it back in the Dropbox, and then you can put it up on a hosting site. Yes, and then you should look into Simplecast for broadcasting your... Yes. Yeah, they do a very good job. Yes. Yeah, and analytics. And good luck. Good luck. Let Let us us know. Yeah, let us know. Okay, so last question for today. Gwen from Brooklyn. I'm so loving the podcast right now. I discovered it a couple days ago, and I've listened to all the episodes. What stories do you tell? Oh. Have you thought about publishing your memoir? I would totally buy it. Lots of love from an old neighbor in Brooklyn. You know what's so funny is when we first started talking about doing this podcast, Mm. that was the whole point. I was like, why don't we – because I always told Paul he should write his memoir. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation became, well, why don't we just go through your life chronologically and maybe as if you were, you know, recording – the stories mm. for an eventual memoir. I think you should write one because we've barely scratched the surface. I'm sure of all the I stories. Know, I know. We, well, yeah. I just don't feel like anyone would be that interested. It's not like I'm like Shirley MacLaine or anything. No, but it's like, first of all, a Scandinavian who is a creative, self-taught, who works throughout Europe, comes to America, and you're an immigrant. Like, it's a fabulous story. And I think it's really, I think now it's just in this world we live in right now, mm. it is charming Yeah, maybe I should stop. But can't you talk to your publisher and have her listen to the podcast and be like, yeah, no, I'm I can thinking t- about doing this as a book? I can totally do that. Okay. Well, I'm happy that one person at least would Okay, buy it. one person would buy it. <laughs> Okay, that's Thanks, Gwen. $20. <laughs> yeah, you so- can pre-order it now at <laughs> sweetballmagazine.com. $65. No, I'm kidding. Oh well, it's God. fully illustrated. Yeah, it's fully, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll think I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Gwen. Thanks for your kind words. Yes. Hope you're doing well in Brooklyn. Stay sane. And safe and all that, yes. Yeah, thank you so much for all your questions. Keep them coming because we love getting them and answering them. And if you have any questions for us, you can submit those two ways. You can either go to Sweet Paul Magazine on Instagram and send us a direct message. Or you can email us on podcast at sweetpolmag.com. Yes. Wherever you listen to this podcast, you know what system you use give us a rating five star maybe do a little review it's fabulous and for your questions specifically for the next podcast we're tackling a very large topic what do you mean large (laughs) a very heavy subject what do you mean heavy which is the weight issue i know 
all things body, 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 mm-hmm. and the struggle. The struggle is real. Trust me, especially these and days. Dieting and all that nonsense yes. that plagues so many of us. Yes. So until then, stay safe, stay sane, keep crafting and cooking and make banana bread and sourdough bread and all yes. <laughs> everything you do. Okay, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.